0: All right, Inappropriate Earl, back back in the house after yesterday's uh, musical uh, episode with uh, Still Rebel, and I hope you enjoyed that. We broke some uh, breaking uh, world premiere songs uh, first, outside of the Tommy Morris episode. And uh, I don't know if that was... Uh world premiere but uh, it was a premiere of some sort and uh you know we talk a lot about roast battle on this show and uh today's guest is no different he's one of the elite roasters and it's a big matchup tonight uh now this episode will air tomorrow so we can talk strategy uh, today and you'll uh have a good insight into the mind of what it takes so Put your grubby fingers together for the one, the only Mr. Alex
1: Duong. What's up, guys? How are we? Now, you got a big battle tonight. Yeah, top top 25 banger, man. Now, where are you in the rankings? Uh, I'm sitting at 21. And where is Anna Valenzuela? I believe she's at 24, if I'm correct. So that is a...
0: Very close in uh, the rankings matchup, Uh, both very good. Uh, You guys are both kind of the same to me, like you're so nice, but you guys can be vicious at the same time.
1: Oh, absolutely. We, We got great smiles. We're both very caring people. But guess what? Us being so caring, we are really great observers of, you know, who you are. Now what we attack. Where, like, with the, someone like,
0: and now I find it always uh, harder to roast a woman because I think the guy can take the risk of being a,
1: or at least looking like a bully. Oh, of course, absolutely. That's why I Anna's the first girl I'm battling. She's the first girl ever, simply because you know, number one, there there weren't a lot of girls like when I started, and the ones that were there, they got favoritism from a lot of the judges just because, you know, like on, on top of that, the audience was just like, oh my God, like your jokes have to be, you know, twice as clever and hit twice as hard against, you know, their jokes. Oh, I agree. I mean, my only two losses are to girls. Oh man.
0: Yeah. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's crazy. I just can't beat these women. I know. Um, not in public anyway. Well, no, yeah, no, I mean, uh, I'm, uh, I'm a lover, not a fighter, but, uh, yeah you are yeah you know, well i try you know i do i do all right for myself i guess but, uh, <laughs> indeed i've had a lot of uh problems lately with the female species but uh yeah or haven't we all the story of our lives oh it's not the worst <laughs> uh but that's another podcast uh, <laughs> so i want uh since you i mean you uh probably should be ranked a lot higher than you are but uh you know, it's tough to crack the top 20.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. And I've, I sat at the top 20 last month, but I just didn't battle last month, like before the rankings were calculated, but I did, um, you know, I did sit at the top 20 for like a good month, which was a good feeling, but a lot of it, uh, I just feel like as long as you have good battles and I'm really about the sport. I just love to be here. I'm just love to be in the ring. I love that. I get a, get to go up in front of that audience and, just that dais is always cool like you get to perform for like the the literally the the baddest, most vicious audience <laughs> in the country yeah, I really don't think uh,
0: uh you know people who haven't seen it in the ballet room appreciate
1: mm-hmm. the uh animalistic uh atmosphere yeah it's a lot of it a lot of it's been compared to eight mile, which I feel is great like you don't have that anymore. No, I mean it's uh I was talking yesterday to uh my
0: guest and uh they uh had seen the show and they actually said 8 mile because it's mm-hmm. uh it's uh very crowded in there mm-hmm. legally of course legally mm-hmm. uh, in case the fire marshal is listening Yuck. and uh we had an incident last week I mean hello i mean that girl's insane man
1: i'm not even gonna say her name but yeah she doesn't deserve it she just deserves her reputation and she deserves herself i mean she ruined the uh well not ruined but uh diminished the quality yeah because that the that show so survives on the crowd yeah absolutely well the good thing is that we'll never be seeing her again nor will any of the comedy scene i encourage everybody to look into the story And do one for comedy by, you know, just crossing her off your list. There's no point. Why deal with that?
0: Yeah, basically what we're talking about is uh, a couple weeks ago, I uh, I believe it was her first time ever battling. Yeah, first time ever. So I don't know why she felt so entitled, but... uh, And on top of that, she's like two years in. So like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, uh, she wanted to... uh, She scheduled a battle. uh, Who was it? Jasmine Lee. Mm -hmm. And uh, she wanted to go on later on in the... Lineup because I think Mike Lawrence was judging and and Ugh. she wanted to and Mike Lawrence roast battle champ. Mm-hmm. I guess there's two champs. He's, yeah, because she know. was
1: gonna kill and then he was gonna be like, "You should go open for me on the road, right. yay!" Which
0: I know, Mike, that was not never gonna be an like, option. No. Uh, so uh, Moses, uh, I don't know exactly what he told her, but uh, I think it was say, hey, "You're gonna go now, or you're not, you know, gonna yeah. go." And so she uh, left. <laughs> to to, to quote-unquote feed her meter yeah but then she came back and then uh at that point they had already given the battle to ja- uh, jasmine yeah and then
1: uh i guess she went what did she do she filed a re- uh, report with the fire marshal yep. or something? and then sent a bunch of like really hateful texts like she called the comedy store like a low-class place with low-class people and she just can't breathe or move and i'm like that's what the fucking roast battle is, you idiot. Like, that's why that's why the show is great. Fuck out of here.
0: I mean, I love these people who talk shit about the comedy store after something bad has happened to them, there or in their minds, bad. Mm-hmm. You know, this place sucks. It's this, it's that. But why are you trying so hard to get in here exactly
1: (laughs) i never complain about the store because it's like it that place is the mecca for comedy that's where comedy got great in the golden era so have some fucking respect yeah i mean it's
0: uh it's where kennison started dice clay started jim carrey chris rock yeah i mean it's uh, any big name you like started there i mean i know other clubs will try and claim them Mm -hmm. but i mean the store is the uh madison square
1: garden of uh comedy clubs it's just and it's a resurgence right yeah. now and you, know. you got if you can kill at the store guess what you can kill anywhere oh yeah uh
0: and bombing at the store is is doing <laughs> well at other places like absolutely you know the original room is probably the toughest room in the country it is, in, it is. My, in my opinion uh i mean i've seen a level comics eat it in there and i mean the best of the best uh but I think roast battle has um, kind of sparked the store's resurgence. I oh, mean, absolutely,
1: uh, absolutely. What? How did you find roast battle? Uh, I found roast battle when I started like hitting the mic scene really hard about like three to four years ago, and I was just hitting mics, hitting mics, and you know there wasn't really like a Tuesday night mic. And then I just asked like another comedian, I was like, "Hey, what's going on on a Tuesday?" He goes, "Roast battle." how do you not know about this? I was like, what, what's, what's roast battle? He says like the best show ever. Like you, you need to go to roast battle. So I took it on, you know, his advice and I went there on a Tuesday night, got in, you know, I've been hanging out at the store for a while for a little, little here and there. But then that's when I really started hanging out the store. Like I, I went up to the, up to the roast battle and I saw what was going on and it immediately clicked. I was like, Oh, this is, yeah, this is my new Tuesday. I'm going to be here. I'm going to check, check this out. And then I saw a couple of matches and I saw the room and you could just feel that fucking energy. And it's like so intoxicating. And then that, that's when I like I, just, I have to battle. I need to get on that stage. Like somehow, some way. Track down Moses and got my first match and who was won. that against just for uh, memories uh, going down uh, memory lane oh absolutely uh, it was my first roommate uh, in comedy Ian Ellis out of Chicago shout out to your boy black guy uh, no oh, white okay. guy white guy who sounds black Ooh,
0: boy <laughs> sorry about that Ian do a lot of uh, in person interviews for jobs trust me
1: <laughs> I promise. I promise. Yeah, look at here. Look at here. <laughs> Say no. <laughs> yeah, man. That, that was his. That that was his catchphrase. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, man. Oh boy. Might want to update that catchphrase. <laughs> what happened to him? I don't. Did he disappear? Uh, he moved back to to Chicago for love. You know, it's a he, tough business out oh, here. Oh man, trust me. It, it. We all find a way to fi- make it comfortable, and when you can't find any way to be comfortable you leave you know i mean it's
0: uh there's not you know in new york you can make a living doing comedy mm-hmm. uh, you know mark norman legendary uh, roast battle mm-hmm. uh, performer he, he goes up like nine times a night Whew. at nine different uh spots and and probably half of them pay you know so hell yeah Uh you, you know you can make a few hundred bucks a night if you're on his level out mm-hmm. here it's tough to uh you know
1: oh yeah you'd be lucky to get a drink ticket
0: yeah i mean it's like you know there's like tuesday night gigs that pay i i can't think of one uh really that's like honest so and money uh you know roast bow. you get to you the, your payment is going up now in front of comedy central executives and Mm -hmm. casting directors and producers and agents. I mean, there's always industry in that room for that show.
1: Yeah, there's like a million ways in to it. And I think uh, the roast battle is one of the biggest ones because, you know, there's no other show in town that's an actual industry showcase. You hear it all the time. Like, oh, this is the comedy showcase. There's going to be agents, managers. Like, no, it's your your aunt and uncle who, you know, knows a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who's not even paying attention to your show. Yes. Food industry. Yeah. (laughs) Good catering business, man. Yeah. Which a lot of comics get into. Yeah. Uh, It pays better than comedy. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you get into comedy
0: for the money in Los Angeles. uh, Yikes. You'll quit after about three months. Uh, So 16 years in, I'm I'm in it to win it.
1: Exactly. Uh, How long have you been doing stand up? I'd say about four or five years, hardcore, just really pounding the pavement. Yeah, four or five in. So you've almost been ro- you've been roasting, say, half the time you've been doing stand-up.
0: Yeah, that's very accurate. Now, some people find that roasting, like, how many jokes? Now, this airs tomorrow, so don't worry about any uh, <laughs> uh, strategy giveaways. How many jokes have you written for Anna
1: Valenzuela? I've written about 95. And when did you start writing for her? Well, we were supposed to do our battle in the Temecula Roast Wars. Shout out to Temecula. Which is a sister show of Mm -hmm. uh, the roast battle Tuesday nights at the store. Uh, Frank Castillo. Yeah, man. Frank Martinez, Rocky Osborne, who owns the venue out there. So kind just to give us a place on a Thursday just to go out there and do exactly what we do in the belly room. And it's a great place. Like, that's a great scrimmage. Uh, place but yeah I've written I we were supposed to do our battle out there and we were writing all our jokes and just jokes were just flowing out of me it was just because I know Anna so well and I find her so interesting and she's like super funny so I was like oh it's gonna be a, a solid battle and then she said the same thing she messaged me and said hey I'm having so much fun writing for our battle in Temecula. why don't we do this at the store as a main event I was like yeah you, I'm down with a main event if you are because I try, I'm trying to stay up in like the main events, unless like I have an opponent who I really admire wants to do like uh like a, a undercard. So I'm like I'd be okay with that. But for the most part, I try my best to stick to main cards. You're smart. Uh, there's few people I won't mention names,
0: but uh, they've had their <laughs> record. Oh yeah, you know you've got several comics who are like five and zero. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I don't want to say the next record; it'll give away <laughs> who it is. But uh, I, I you know who you are. Yeah, <laughs> he might have been on this couch about two weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, Guam. I love you. Dude. <laughs> and Guam's great. His entrances are amazing. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, Guam's great. I mean, eighteen years in, uh, works hard. He's a great dude. Great comic. Now, I respect him more than I respect a lot of comics. I mean, he he gets in there and uh, he's doing his thing. He's about to work. Yeah, I mean, but I think it's smarter, at least with Roast Battle, mm-hmm. to have a great fight card.
1: Oh yeah, people remember the great fights. Like you don't get enough, you don't get as much credit if you just pad your record. They're gonna be, oh yeah, well, who are your opponents? It's just like any other sport. Yeah, it really is. Uh
0: so like I personally only like to battle people I think I can't beat. And then yeah. I think Alex Hooper said uh, something similar where it's like that pushes him to to write out of fear basically.
1: Oh, absolutely. Like my third battle was with Pat Barker, third battle ever, and that Pat is like It's a fucking monster. It's
0: beyond a monster. Yeah, like he's- and he's hard to make fun of cuz it's like you know, he's not you know, he he gets a lot of fat jokes, but he's not yeah. really fat. I don't think he is, but like, he he's fat. You're being nice. <laughs> well, kidding, I fat. mean, he's not like, <laughs> like like to me. Fat is, uh, you like know, unhealthy. Like I'm trying to think, like Bruce Bruce. That, yeah, that guy is fat. That's fucking fat. You no, know, yeah. uh, what's the? I, he's another black comic. I forget his name. He kind of looks like Lavelle Crawford. Lavelle Crawford. Yeah,
1: he is. Uh, pretty big. Uh, yeah, he actually lost a lot of weight. I saw him recently, and you know, I'm proud of the guy. Yeah, yeah. The same thing with
0: Ralphie May. Ralphie's,
1: uh, you know, it,
0: you know, his weight has fluctuated at times, but mm-hmm. you know, when when I first met Ralphie, said, like, well, wow, that, that's," and I love Ralphie May. It's mm-hmm. amazing, but like that's
1: so. I I don't. Yeah, and you know, he, had, he had that special where he wore like that orange like outfit and he looked like a just a, a big, big ass orange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, dang, man, you, I, I get it. I get it. But at a certain point, you got to like wonder like how valuable your health is.
0: I mean, yeah, it's just not, uh, not to turn this into the health and fitness hour, <laughs> but like your heart's just not meant to carry that extra load i mean you know you're 100 200 pounds overweight it's just not yeah
1: really- and you're you're touring and it takes a toll on you man yeah i mean e- e- even in montreal like
0: you know i think ralphie was affected the most because it was a very stressful week you know it wasn't oh yeah very stressful chapter in his life really well well i mean yeah well yeah i mean but it gets into like maybe the next uh topic uh you know there was a couple battles in montreal where mm-hmm. uh personal, uh, issues were brought to the fore. Uh, front. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, with Ralphie, it was his divorce. And then, uh-huh. uh, I think Mark Norman and Tony Hinchcliffe got, uh, you know, pretty heated with mm-hmm. some personal stuff. Uh, do you, and I don't try to rip off the verbal violence, uh, roast battle spotlights, which I know you just did. Yes. Yes. If you have the internet, go on verbalviolence.tv. dot tv. Yeah, baby. And uh, read Alex's interview this time. They highlight a uh, roaster every week, and uh, Pat Barker, and I think Jay Light do really specific breakdowns of the battles. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, so, but I'm not trying to steal their interviewing questions. But do you feel any line of attack is out of bounds? Absolutely not. Do you ask, like, did you ask Anna, hey, is there something you don't want me to joke about? Or do you assume if someone
1: doesn't approach you and say, hey, can you not talk about my mom dying? For the most part, I do ask, but more experienced roasters, I don't ask unless, like, they make a special request. For the most part, I just assume that it's no bars held. Right. And and that's what makes Roast Battle uh, the show that it is. Yeah, we go in on it. And guess what? Comics gossip. We know everything about everybody, and we're gonna get the intel's one way or another. Oh, that's yeah. what makes the show great because we're a bunch of nosy fucks. <laughs> oh yeah, and people love seeing. Uh,
0: you know, as much as people want to see a great battle, they mm-hmm. also love people eating it.
1: Oh them, yeah. Uh, being... Oh, we the old quote: we the one thing we love more than a hero is seeing a hero fail. Oh, absolutely. And uh,
0: so, if you've had a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially if it's with another
1: comic who, you, you know, you know it's gonna be brought up and uh, you know, uh Yeah, you were the highlight of my last relationship, banger. Well that, I mean <laughs>
0: that that uh you know, that was like the the perfect joke, really. I mean mm-hmm. because I think and I'm not just saying that because I was a part of it. <laughs> you know, it but it was uh let let's uh give the audience I want you to Tell the joke, uh, set it up maybe, uh, because Mm -hmm. this goes to show you how when nothing is out of bounds, it can win you a battle, which it did. I mean, this joke was almost the perfect roast joke Mm -hmm. because it left your opponent uh, almost speechless because it's there was really not.
1: You know... you There's know, no look, recovery from you, it.
0: Well, there's no really rebuttal that he could have done. I mean, like, mm-hmm. it's easy if you and I are battling and I say, well, you look like, uh, you know, a grown-up tattoo from, I don't know, Fantasy Island. You can say, well, you look like... It, it almost mm-hmm. sets you up to... to yeah, at least you, I don't look like this. You, you know. look like... Uh, George Perez says I look like a stretched-out Brad Williams.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love you some George Perez, oh, man. He's the best. But, yeah. like... When the jokes can be personal, you know, they carry that
1: extra uh, oomph. So you're battling Nick Petrillo. Uh Nick Petrillo. We're in round three.
0: Great battle so far, very even. Could have gone uh, either way.
1: Mm-hmm. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Nick brought the heat. We were going round for round, and round one, the judges couldn't make a decision. Because, I don't know, one of the judges was like, "Uh, I don't know, I don't know if I want to give it to Alex because he seems like, you know, he has, like, resources and, you know, a network behind him and he could be on TV. And I'm like, the fuck? What about the jokes, man? Come on, make it about the jokes. It's all about the jokes. Don't judge it based on any other merit. Who gives a fuck? You know, that's what the battle's about. And then, so, it's it's a draw on the first round and then the second round, I take it. And then we go on to the third round and we we open up with our jokes. And then his second joke was something about me, you know, being on a casting couch, giving head or something. And Because you were like, in that TBS show. Yes, uh, TNT. I was in the the last oh, I'm shape. sorry. sorry. Ah, no worries. They're, they're letters. Sorry. <laughs> and so he set me up perfectly for a credits joke. And the joke that won me the battle was... And your only credit was opening for Earl in Olivia Grace's pussy, which uh, you know the look on his face was just like you know
0: a Tyson knockout shot. It's like, yeah, it was a, it was a soul crusher. Like I love it. Well, because it's it's factual. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's uh, he had dated Olivia before me, um, and mm-hmm. so I'm I'm in the room. Uh, you, you know, it was a very. Um, not intimidating joke to tell but you know i i think for a second he like looked at me uh, and he's like well i can't really say anything to him he didn't say it uh, and then he just looked at you like fuck you got me yep
1: and, and it, followed up with should i say is it is it even worth me saying anything after that which was the nail in the coffin yeah and he nick's a very good battler oh yeah very quick and uh yeah don't sleep on patrillo man He he's a monster he yeah, I mean,
0: you know, I, I I'm not sure where he's ranked, but uh, I believe 41. But you know, people. I love how you knew instantly. <laughs> uh, there's people in the top uh, or in the bottom half of the rankings who are killers. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: Just the the front of the rankings is so stacked. It's it's hard to move up now. I mean, yeah, like if you're on the boards, and you've done some good
0: work. You know, it's just hard to, uh, you know, like I think people in the top 10, maybe even the top f- 15 or 20, even are like, well, I don't want to battle anyone but these people because mm-hmm. it doesn't really, you know, do me any good to battle someone who's ranked number 38.
1: Yeah, rightfully so. Uh,
0: so it's, I think, uh, sometimes matchups are a little hard to come by. Yeah, it's the big leagues, you know? Yeah, I mean, like I, I'm, I think, ranked number two right now, and it's like, uh, there's really no one it makes sense for me to battle other than the champ. Yep, cuz it's like, you know, what do I get
1: battling number 7? Absolutely. It's it's all strategy and, you know, prestige.
0: Oh yeah, and at the end of the day, if it's a good battle, no mm-hmm. one uh you know, like with you and Nick, it was a great battle, so mm-hmm. I don't think, you. you know, 10 minutes later probably some people thought Nick won. Like it's that that's how it, not I don't want to say this in a I think the results are almost forgettable if it's a good battle.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. You're just like, wait, who, who won? I don't know. I was just floored by the jokes. There's plenty of nights where I've walked out of that room where I wasn't performing and I just remember like the jokes. I don't even remember who won because they were so good. And then like, it obliterated the audience. And you're just like, oh man, that one joke. Oh, that's, that's so great. I've like, <laughs> I've congratulated people by accident, like who <laughs> lost. And I was like, oh, great battle, man. I'm glad you took that win. That was great. And they were like, no, I lost. I'm like, you 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 can you kind of, you won in my eyes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, uh, what was last week's main event? Leah, Kay, Janie, and then Connor mm-hmm. and oh yeah, uh, great battle. I think it went into overtime. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if you ask someone today a week later who won, some people would say Leah just because they forget. Yeah, it was such a good battle. Uh, Connor won, of course, mm-hmm. and he's a killer. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, there's just so many uh elite roasters, and then you know just be in Montreal and see a whole nother level of roasting. No, like, mm-hmm. oh, like, the best of the, the best the world has to offer literally. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, K. Trevor, uh, from Toronto, Jeez, he would mop the floor with most people.
1: Oh and, yeah. It's, and that's scary. Like, uh, and the funny thing is he's a big target too. Like there's so much you could talk about K. Trevor from his size to his appearance. And I'm sure he's got a, a dark past himself as all comics do oh, all for the most us. part. and, He's just a, he's just a, well aware of all those. Yeah, I mean, he's very good at going,
0: okay, I'm fat. What else you got? You yeah. know, And Mike Lawrence, same thing. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm, you know, semi-creepy looking. Yeah. Uh, well,
1: so are you. Yeah, a little and, beard. Yeah. And, uh, like, oh, you, you called me this. Well, uh, here's something that is really important to you. I just poured gasoline on it and lit it on fire. Yeah. What I do mean, you got now? He's.
0: That's to me. The best roasters are the ones who know mm-hmm. their flaws and mm-hmm. you know go. Okay, what do you got? I mean, like it, with me, I know age jokes are probably mm-hmm. first up on anyone's.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, age, your your head size, glasses. Yeah. You know, you get young I, chicks. It's easy. I mean, I've only really dated one
0: young girl. Uh, really? So I, that's a misnomer that I, <laughs> that I uh, you know, pursue younger women. Uh, but. uh There's nothing wrong
1: with it sometimes, you know.
0: I mean, if you, I think age is really just a number to me. Uh, yeah. As long as you're over 18. And,
1: <laughs>
0: which I do. Do you card them? I mean, you know, you got to like, you know, uh, when I first started dating Olivia, I was like, okay, she's 19, I'm 47. This uh-huh. is legal, right? And uh yeah. but she was like uh, very and is very mature. Yeah, uh, no, Olivia has an old soul. Yeah, I mean, when we went to Alice Cooper, she knew every word uh, or every uh, every song, you know, she knew every word to every song. I'm like, I don't even know these words. There uh, you go. So, and she'll be back, I
1: think, in a month. Uh, mm-hmm. So sure the room will be uh, ablaze. With yeah, her, uh, I can't wait, man. Return. And about to turn 21. I know. I uh, You know, a lot of people are asking about a belly room battle. Uh, uh-huh you know i think i think it's in order
0: uh you know uh <laughs> it might be a little more uh aggressive than our last battle
1: <laughs> but
0: uh, who knows never say never uh yeah, she, she's out of the wheelchair so it'll be fun
1: yeah i mean that's how uh, tough she is i mean Hell that yeah. that gash she had on her light was yeah, it looked like a it looked like a pastrami sandwich from Cantor's.
0: Yeah, I mean, Omid said basically that he's like it looked like someone opened up a sandwich on their leg, and there's
1: like, <laughs>
0: just you could see the blood, and bones, and. Cartilage. I mean, it was brutal, but uh, so that's that'll give the roast battle a little juice.
1: Yeah, uh, I'd like to see you in her battle. That'd be a good one. I I'd, I'd be down with it. She's she's hilarious, and I respect her so much as a comic and a roaster. It'd be an honor. Oh yeah, and uh, but you you know you got to get Anna tonight now mm-hmm. uh, since
0: she won't be hearing this until tomorrow, uh, and we can get into the strategy is. Uh, What's your strategy in the first round?
1: Baby blows, or do you go full in? I go, I go full in. I I open up with you know, just juggler juggler jabs. You know, I try to open a mean just to set the pace of my battle, just to set the tone. Like I opened up with uh, Nick Petrillo. Uh, Nick believes in the paranormal. Nick believes in the paranormal because his real parents ghosted him. <laughs> which the room was just like, uh, you could hear the gasp and the oohs and the ahs. And I was like, yeah, motherfuckers, let's right. do this. I'll start off with uh, something mean. And then I'll go on to funny, you know, to try to take the audience and the judges on a little bit of a journey. And uh, then I'll go like, you know, cute. And then after that, I'll just try to close with, you know, a haymaker.
0: Do you specifically say what you think is your best joke for your last joke? Yes. Like your meanest, like. Oh, uh, yeah. And do you have a, like, I don't like going first. I like to
1: go second, uh, which I probably mm. shouldn't be saying this stuff, but. That's uh, all good. People know not to fuck with you because even if you go second, you don't know where that joke's going to go.
0: Uh, Well, yeah, you're right. But I mean, like, Sarah Tiana in our battle in Montreal clearly knew I didn't like going first and she made mm. me go first. Uh-huh. I mean, she didn't make me, but,
1: like, you know, if you're. Right. If someone says, well, I want Alex to go first. I'll be like, fucking, let's do it. Oh, man. And, like Pat Barker and Keith Carey, like Pat went first every time. He's like, I'll fucking do it. I'll go. Let's do this. I was just like, oh, this is so crazy. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, an all-timer battle. Jeez. Of, uh... Yeah. Uh, best in the
0: history of like roast battle. Yeah. Which is saying something because there have been some amazing battles. Yeah, are you fucking
1: kidding me? We've had some of the, the best battles in the, the country in that belly room. And yeah, that's the top battle I feel just because that's the our only time we got a standing ovation.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was just it, it could have gone fifty rounds. I mean, you got the oh, yeah. feeling they weren't, uh, you know, styles make fights. They say in uh, mm-hmm. boxing and UFC, mm-hmm.
1: uh, and those guys just play really well off of one another. Oh yeah, like uh, just the uh, the teapot, the teapot calling the kettle fat. You know? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> see, there you go. It's starting already. Hey uh, <laughs> yo, yeah, and uh, then yeah, that that's my first round. I and of course second round. Uh, I try to capture a theme. Right. Because about- you get three jokes in a row in the second round. For those of you not
0: uh, familiar with the show, the first round mm-hmm. is tit for tat. Mm-hmm. You know, like me and Alex are battling. Say, Alex is this, well, Earl's that? And then the second round, I get three jokes on Alex in a row. Mm-hmm. And then he gets three jokes on me. So you try and do a theme. Because I notice some mm-hmm. people will say, like, maybe uh, they'll pick up, you know, Maybe like a, like, you know, I don't think Anna would mind me saying this, but like, mm-hmm. you know, she has a, you know, a uh, pronounced nose or whatever you want to yeah. say. Uh, I mean, she's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, some people might pick the nose as like mm-hmm. a string as a, or maybe her
1: sexual past. Yeah, absolutely. Like nose, sexual past. Like there's like a lot of angles. Like with, uh, when I battled Tom Goss, my, my second round was about his... Like mental health. And know, Tom's uh, uh, the legendary Tom Goss. Oh, he's yeah. uh,
0: set some uh, you know, uh, personal issues where he's uh, tried to kill himself a few times. Yeah. Oh, Goss the Boss. Shout out to Tom Goss. The Goss Goss Six, I think, on Twitter. Holla. Yeah. And tweet at him. Follow him. Say you heard his name on this show. <laughs> and tweet the link out to the podcast. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, you would pick like maybe that mm-hmm. or uh like uh maybe if you were battling say
1: olivia maybe her age mm-hmm. uh, when i was battling uh pat barker i made it all about his his marriage like his wedding and his marriage it was just like like i looked through all the wedding photos and i saw like only one or two black people in his wedding so that became a theme well he's from philly I mean. yeah <laughs> come on man that's hilarious yeah, very true. And uh, I'll just lock it up with the theme. And I feel like the second round is my favorite round. I've, uh, I don't think I've lost. I haven't lost a second round yet since I've been battling. And how many battles have you had overall? I've had nine. That's crazy. Yeah, nine. I've had seven main events and two undercards. Wow, that's that's uh, seven three-round main events? Mm-hmm. Uh, like my first battle was uh, a main event first battle ever against Ian. Yes. And I think that was before they started doing the undercards. So, cause there was a point in time where it was just main events, three rounders all night long and they didn't do any undercards. If they've, if that's, is, is that correct? I know you've been like in that room a lot longer. They,
0: I mean, uh I, oh boy. I mean, it, it's, these shows all blend together now. Uh, mm mm-hmm. By the way, if you hear a weird sound, it's a Mexican with a leaf blower outside my uh, unit right now. Uh, Typical. Unbelievable. Uh, How dare he do his job? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I I don't really understand the purpose of leaf blowers, just blowing leaves to one other area. <laughs> <laughs> this is what they don't really pick I mean, I, I'm sure some comic has done this uh, thing, right. but like, and he stopped. So I missed it. Oh, there he goes again. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean... You know the second round is usually safer themes, mm-hmm. but I don't remember. Uh, there have been so many incarnations of this show where mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there was a time when if it was two white battlers,
1: mm-hmm. each one got an N word.
0: Hard, true. hard er.
1: Yeah, I hard er. Mean, I came in at a time where I couldn't say it because right when I was right when I heard about that role, and I was battling another white comic. I asked Moses, I was like, hey, do I get to say the N-word? And he's like, no. <laughs> I was like, aw. I think then I was
0: like, well, can I say it? And uh, it uh, <laughs> I've actually never said that word in that room. A lot of people think I have. But yeah, it's, it's ridiculous.
1: Like, pay attention, people.
0: There have been like uh, three other people. I think uh, Craig Gass, Alex Hooper, and uh, mm-hmm. a very good friend of mine who I shall keep her name out of this. Oh yeah. Uh, the, no, the the great and uh, lovely and talented uh uh my co-hater for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, she dropped it one night and uh mm-hmm. just so happened to have a black blog reporter in the room. Yeah, right behind y'all. Yeah, I mean, it couldn't have picked a worse <laughs> night. And it, that was the same show where it was used three times. So it was just like mm-hmm. I think uh Hooper said it first and then mm-hmm. Uh, the hater said it Uh,
1: what are bloggers doing in that room by the way we should like it's not the show to blog about yeah we need to like have a list of bloggers and not allow them in that room because it's a it's not it's just not friendly it's not a friendly room it is but it isn't
0: yeah i mean it's all in the family basically you know uh and it's archie bunker Mm -hmm. type of humor not just through me but you know, the, you know, the battlers go go real deep and personal and yeah. uh, at least the good ones do. So and, that's uh, like
1: going to someone's Christmas family dinner and then blogging about it, about what we said to each other on a personal, much deeper understanding. Well, now you have to be careful. Like,
0: you know, anything you say, on, especially online, someone could screenshot it. And oh, I, yeah. Be horrified if some of these roast battle jokes were, you know, turned into memes.
1: Yeah, oh my God, they would <laughs> it'd ruin all our careers because they would. It would. Yeah, people would uh, take it all out of context, and people would go cry wolf to to the government. I mean, this show on the surface might be seen to some as uh,
0: sexist, mm-hmm. misogynistic. Uh, you know, depending on your view, possibly racist. Of course. Uh, I mean, but I don't think uh, those people are the smartest people on earth because it's like, how can you have a racist
1: show with a black host? Yeah.
0: uh, You know, the most friendly, likable dude
1: on earth. That's, yeah, it's totally ridiculous if you take everything out of context and just look at what's on paper. Uh, Jim Jeffries talks about that. He's like, yeah, my whole set uh, looks terrible on paper because you you don't get to see me. You don't get to see me up there, you know, doing my thing, being likable. Uh, that's that's exactly what the roast battle is. It looks horrible on paper. Yeah, I mean, if you or were, print or whatever on a. You're
0: right. No, I bond both on print yeah, and paper or uh, Tumblr, jeez. Tumblr, Bumbler. and now with <laughs> uh, well Periscope, kind of, I think is uh, you know helped build the show. Mm-hmm. Although you got to see it live. It, it's just
1: yeah, uh, you you must see it live to actually appreciate it. And I, I, I Periscope just jeez a mixture of like true fans and trolls. Oh my god, the the trolls on Periscope are animals. I mean, uh yeah. You know, I, like I, I, they're like you'll see a joke that just like obliterates the room and then you'll see a, a some guy from f- fucking nowhere USA just saying like, "Oh, man, I don't get it. What's that about?" How about you leave? <laughs> yeah. These battles
0: suck and it's like an amazing battle. And, yeah. you know, I used to watch Periscope from the haters table. It's just, oh, I just want to see what people are saying. Oh, yeah. And I stopped. Fuck yeah, that. big mistake. Yeah. Don't read the comment section of anything. Oh, I don't. I mean, yeah. after uh, my battle with Jimmy Carr. Uh, in, in Montreal, where it was a close decision, and you know, some people think he won, and mm-hmm. you know, it's not like I fucking paid off the judges. You know, I don't yeah. know Jimmy Kimmel, I'd never met Seth Rogen before in my life. That's uh, ridiculous. the ridiculous. The hate I got was like
1: brutal. Yeah, it's like. all speculation. You know, they're gonna again, they're gonna try to take down the hero, right? I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, uh, I, I think in that particular
0: battle, it was, uh, you know, he probably had the better jokes, but I maybe had the mm-hmm. better performance.
1: Mm -hmm. And uh, And that's so important to
0: have. I mean, it's, you know, depending on who the judges are, uh, Mm -hmm. which I don't know who they're going to be tonight. But, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like against Jimmy, uh, I think uh, Jimmy Kimmel and Seth Rogen were like, well, we like Earl's performance, even though one or two of his jokes didn't work. Uh, Mm -hmm. And, you know, but if it was Judd Apatow and Sarah Silverman, uh, they probably would have voted for Jimmy because I think they go on more of the jokes. Yeah. So it's it's like tonight, If uh, I, I don't think she's judging tonight, but Eliza Schlesinger is, um wouldn't say she's pro-female, but like she's... No, uh, she's definitely a
1: feminist. Yeah. And, uh, Which is fine.
0: Oh, yeah. No, she's great. And uh, you yeah. know what I love about her judging is she gets into it. Like she'll yeah. give you like a five-minute breakdown of, well, Alex told this <laughs> joke and... Uh, You know, and and Anna told this joke and and I like the structure and and I like to some people it's a little too
1: much. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I I, I think for the crowd, it is too much.
0: Well, I mean, I I think in that room, whether it's judging, roasting, Mm -hmm. uh, hating,
1: uh, you know, whatever, it's it's shorter is better. Yeah. Short and sweet. Keep it it short and sweet. Keep the show moving because it's hot in that room. It's packed. we, We... Put in your two cents and keep the show moving. I think that's what a good judge does. Like Mike Lawrence does that. He'll go in, talk about your jokes real quick. He'll rip you a new one, like before you can blink. And then he's moving on to the next judge. Yeah. And it's hard to like, you know, uh, go at Mike Lawrence when he's judging.
0: Oh God. I I wouldn't dare. Like, <laughs> Even before he won the battle. Uh, uh-huh. it's, it's like some people go after the judges, you know, uh, which is very few have survived. very the only guy I've ever really seen survive is Mark Norman in Montreal, where he yes. went after Whoopi Goldberg. Oh yeah, that was great. And uh <laughs> I was like, Wow, you're crazy, man. Like this was before the battle had started. Uh-huh. And I understood what he was doing, trying to get the room going and mm-hmm. maybe get in a a lap before the battle and, and mm-hmm. she clearly didn't like I forget what he said, but it was something about how she looked. Yeah. And uh but then at the end of the day, She voted for him, so
1: uh, it's very risky. Yeah, you you just got to be good. If you're going to go after the judges, be good. Like, I've seen people, like, when Doug Fager took down Hinchcliffe, but Doug Fager's a bad motherfucker. You got to know what the hell you're doing. If you're just going to, like, throw a Hail Mary, I can guarantee you, you're going to eat shit. Yeah, I mean, Doug was, uh, let's just say this, he was uh, on my payroll from Montreal.
0: Hey. Uh, you know I had a lot of outside writers mm-hmm. which I don't mind saying uh, do you like having uh, uh, not outside writers but uh, some people do some people don't mm-hmm. do you what, what are your thoughts on using
1: uh, your friends or I've, I've rarely used other people's jokes because like I have a different style different delivery and like I don't know I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very abstract writer and I feel like only certain things can work like a lot of Times when I show my jokes to fellow roasters to get their opinions, they'd be like, "I don't, I don't get that. I don't get that at all." I'm like, "But it's funny. I like, I get it." And then I'll deliver in the room, and it'll like, you know, destroy. Uh, opposite end of the spectrum, the opposite has absolutely happened. But I, I don't necessarily listen to too many pitches. I just write, 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 and a great majority of my jokes have been all mine. But, oh, wow. you know, I'll hear jokes here and there. Yeah, if I hear a joke that is a banger, I'll be like, oh, my God, that needs to go in. Like, it's a it's a hard sell. But if, if it's a killer, I will absolutely put it on my, my lineup. But now I always love hearing uh,
0: people's uh, process for when they're uh, given a battle. Like, for me, and I've said it before, like, I look at myself naked mm-hmm. in the mirror literally the day I accept a battle. Like, if you challenge me today, mm-hmm. I would... When you would left.
1: We've all leave. seen you naked, which right. is Well, good. yeah, I mean, who, who am I kidding? <laughs> uh, That's I'll, what I do, too. I look at your naked picture when yeah, you jack like, off to it. Like, right, what's funny about Anna? And, uh, yeah.
0: uh, but, you know, I'll say, okay, what well, can they make fun of me mm-hmm. physically? Big head, glasses, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Uh, and then I think, okay, what about my family life? Can they, relationships, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. How do you, do, do you uh, do a similar breakdown of
1: your faults, or do you look at the other person first? I look at the other person first because like I know what's coming on my end. Asian jokes. Right. Of course. Relationship jokes. I'm dating an Asian girl. You know, there's jokes there like that have already been made. There is like my TV credits. Conveniently, the last show I was on is called The Last Ship and plenty of people have made shipping container jokes about my family, which is, you know, great. Yeah, go for it. I also look at, you know, like a, I'm a fit guy, so I look like I do martial arts. Do you? Uh, it's like enough. You right, know, right. like my, like your, your, my, my father was a martial artist. Like he's killed people with his bare hands. Really? Yeah. Yes. He is, he, he was in like the green beret of China. So they like, they, they can do shit like that. It's pretty cool. So I think it's in my blood. Like I can, you know, I, I can do a backflip. I don't know like how I knew how to do a backflip. It just came natural. Right. So like, you know, not to perpetuate stereotypes, I'm just a fit guy and I can, you know, kick a little ass if I need to.
0: That's why I never fight. Like someone like you, you know, you look fit, but yeah. you know, I think if, if uh, say you and I were at the comedy store one night and I don't know, this situation would never happen, but yeah. we we're going to fight. Yeah. I think people would just assume because I'm like physically bigger than you are, well, Earl's mm-hmm. going to kill him.
1: And, and the opposite is you could kill me. Yeah, you never know these days. People have all kinds of training techniques, like everybody is in an MMA class, so these little skinny dudes walking around can probably break your freaking arm across their chest.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, I don't, uh, have you ever met Joe Rogan's uh, bodyguard? Uh, I don't know if he, they still, uh, It's one of his best friends, Tate Fletcher, the guy with the big beard,
1: looks uh, like a pirate. Can't say I have.
0: Huge guy. Uh, he was at the comedy store the other night with this uh, friend. I think, uh, I don't want to say little, but he was a slight Brazilian guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, just the other day, I saw clips of him in some grappling tournament. Mm-hmm. And this little guy was killing people. Oh, yeah. Like, he wasn't very muscular.
1: And it was like, wow. That's why I never talk shit to anybody. Yeah, there's, like, you don't know who's who's capable of what nowadays just because like MMA is becoming such like a huge thing and people are just fans of it. Just like the more people that know how to fight roast battles is becoming a huge thing. More people know how to roast.
0: Well, that's why, you know, it's kind of similar to roast battle. Like you're kind of quiet up there. Like, you know, you just deliver the jokes and and like people like you and Connor, you know, Connor just kind of just stands there and, and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I find you guys to be the most dangerous because, like, you know, someone who has to act like, say, I do with, you know, the wacky pro wrestling
1: bullshit. I wouldn't call it wacky. It's glorious. We all enjoy it. But, I mean, you know, I have to do that because, you know, I have to. I think you're discrediting yourself a little bit. I appreciate the humility,
0: but. I'm honest. I mean, (laughs) I'm more of a performer than a roaster. Like, but the one, the. People I have the most trouble with, like saying, if I were to battle this, like Leah K. Janian, mm-hmm. she doesn't move two inches on stage. Nope. She just says her jokes, looks at you. Mm-hmm. It's just suck on that, buddy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> versus like Joe Dosh, he's awesome. Man. He really, Joe, I love how he really gays it up.
1: Yeah, I love watching Joe. He's hilarious. Oh, he's so he's like so fucking mean. Just, yeah, so catty and like everything that he does. Like I, I oh man, that night where you and Joe Dosh took down Joe de Rosa, Joe DeRosa, that was so glorious. And I had to fucking follow that. That was a nightmare. But you guys did I told Guam this. Like <laughs> you guys uh
0: you know, did as good as you know. It's just we hit a pocket that night of mm-hmm. of uh, improv greatness that me and Joe could try and do that again to some other judge. It, it probably would never work. Uh, it was just luck, uh, you know. And, and for those of you not wondering, uh, it was, uh, Alex uh, was battling Guam. Was it about two months ago? Just about, yeah. And they were the main event, rightfully so. And uh, a lot of everyone was looking forward to it because, you
1: know, uh, well, your entrances are somewhat tame. Uh, Yeah. I've done a couple like big entrances, but I just stopped them just because they're a nightmare to coordinate. And the roast battle like preparation that I go through is so intense that I'm like so in my head, I'm so on my paper, I'm just like looking at everything, strategizing, and I don't have time to like chase down people to do a big entrance. But I've done a couple of like fun entrances before, like my battle against Tom Goss, we did like an all Asian entrance, <laughs> like a Jabberwocky style entrance. That was fun. And then he and his whole crew came out in martial arts like, uh, gear. It was fucking hilarious. And other than that, I haven't really done like a big entrance. Not that I can recall. I just go up there and just hey, "Let's do, let's do these jokes, man." And but uh, Guam is known for his. Uh, oh yeah, every time, every time know, he goes up there, he has like a a big entrance, which is cool. You know, I, I enjoy the theatrics of it. Yeah, it
0: does make it fun, and mm-hmm. you know, it uh, I think gives the crowd a little bit of okay, these guys are really. Uh, about to put on a show, yeah. and uh, but you guys did great that night. I mean, it was just you know uh, they had to follow me and Joe Dodge. Uh, <laughs> you know, now at what point were you? Do you listen to the battle before you, or are you in the back room like locked in? Like some people I see watching the mm-hmm. the final undercard, mm-hmm. and then I sometimes when I go to hit the head or something, I'll see the main eventers like buried in the corner in the green room, just. Not talking, listening to music. What's your, uh, like?
1: Wh- I like to, I like to be in the room. I like to be in the room. The energy is just like, you know, you just get those, those vibrations, so to speak. Not to sound like New Agey, but you know, you just you feel all the vibrations of the room, the rocking. You see what jokes people are doing, what's killing in that room. Because uh, I'd hate to have a joke, you know, it's have it hasn't happened before, but a joke that's kind of like addressing, like, the same subject. Right. And that's why I aim to write as creative as possible. Not only so, like, my opponent can't, you know, come back at me with a rebuttal because it, it'll just come out a left field. Uh, it can also, like, no one's going to write that type of joke ever. Right. Like, that's my goal. You know, and, yeah, and then that, I'll just be in the room and then I'll probably sit in the the green room for a little bit Right before the battle, but for the most part, I'm just in the crowd, I'm looking at my notes, preparing like a like a good little student you know it it is uh, uh a school up yeah. there of uh you know
0: timing and and, mm-hmm. and pacing and uh, you know strategy mm-hmm. uh, you know now what about rebuttals like you know tonight and of course this airs tomorrow uh where do you
1: think Anna will hit you? Like you said, Asian. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's definitely going to go Asian because, uh, racial jokes like hit harder than anything else in that room. Yes, they do. Oh boy. And, uh, she's definitely going to go Asian. She's going to go, uh, for my relationship. Everyone has.
0: But why is on the relationship? Like I've met your girlfriend she's awesome. Uh,
1: but uh, she's mm-hmm. not a comic, right? No. She's a dental hygienist. So, <laughs> so I probably should go see her, but uh Hey, we set you up. She's in Santa Monica. Oh, great. Yeah. Uh is that where you met her? No, I met her in Dallas, Texas. Okay. Yeah, uh, family friends Christmas party. Cool. Uh yeah, they're they're just going to go out there because she's Asian as well. But she's kind of quiet, like she's not uh I mean, at least at
0: the comedy Mm -hmm. store, she doesn't
1: like, she's not real loud or. Yeah, uh, she's reserved. Uh, Just the fact that she's Asian. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, you know, we, you know, all Asians look alike or like, you know, Dan Nolan had a great joke against me. Uh, Alex is having a hard time having sex with his girlfriend because they keep blurring out their private parts, (laughs) which is so fucking funny. Uh, Jokes like that. You know, just like went over the room because everybody knows, everybody has seen an Asian porn uh, with the parts blurred out for whatever fucking reason. Uh, it's, I never uh, have myself, but... Uh, oh, you got to check it out. You're missing out on some, uh, some good old I, porn comedy. I, I don't watch porn, man. No? No, I really don't. Uh, no?
0: It's just... Uh, like, you know, I have a nice TV. It's no uh-huh. big deal. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it's, it's like 90 uh, inches. This thing is beautiful, 75 inches, yeah. high def 4K mm-hmm. programming. Ooh. I don't want to see some girls' pussy on that.
1: Why not? Because, uh, because might... it'll look like that thing Boba Fett, <laughs> it'll look like a giant like Venus flytrap. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't. That's not like, uh, <laughs> Well, watch it on your phone like uh, like I'm going to watch a like... fucking porn on my phone. What do you think I am? Uh, uh
0: but uh I I don't see many Asian porn stars. There's a couple, they're out there. I mean, I know there was that one who uh killed someone using the samurai sword a couple years ago. Jesus. It was in Van Nuys, and he went crazy and uh but uh you know, I think uh male porn stars are pretty much just huge black guys, you know. Mm-hmm. Lexington Steele, right, uh, right. Vince Fury, uh, Mr. The, Marcus, the uh, legends, Castro, uh and then you've got
1: uh I Like that you don't watch porn but you know them by name. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, do you I have, just, like trading I'm,
0: cards. <laughs> I'm obsessed with, you know, cuz men in porn don't make the money, it's the women. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just the fact that A guy can get steady work because he has a huge hog. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, uh, and I have several friends of mine who are uh, really into watching black guys have sex with white women. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah, I I know a couple of them. I know. And they're all like managers and agents, like high level, like fucking people in the industry. And this is how they get their jollies off. Okay, hey, uh, whatever it takes But I, I can't watch porn on like You look at this guy, this guy's a great I, Right now I have the TV on uh, Of course we're uh, audio only Here at Inappropriate Earl But you can, uh, the MSNBC A top spokesman for uh, ISIS Killed, that ought to stop him uh, yeah. But you look at this guy, you can see the pimples On his face and like the bags Under his eyes uh, mm. So You, you would imagine, see all of that Yeah, imagine what you could see in a porno Oh jeez you know, All the bullet wounds and scars and daddy oh, issues. So gross. Uh, and then, like, you know, you watch an action movie and, you know, the bad guy typically has bad skin and you mm-hmm. can just see into the pot marks. Okay. Uh, so, uh, make you go wash your face. Yeah, yeah, you, like, get out a clearasil pad and just start wiping. Uh, <laughs> even, uh, I thought that was Kenny Lyon for a second.
1: <laughs> uh, well, he travels the world, so he you never does. know. He
0: might be in Syria. He really does. Uh, Kenny Lyon, really, it's funny I bring his name up. We talk about, a lot about roast battle on this show in this episode He's one of the reasons uh, yeah. the Roast Battle started. First battle ever. Yeah, him and Josh Martin, uh, yep. a legendary a comedy store uh, employee mm-hmm. and comic, now opening up for Joe Rogan, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I think September 9th in Cleveland. Doing big things, man. In the Cle- That's the great thing about Roast Battle is you get
1: so- everyone gets stuff from it. Absolutely. If you're good, you will get stuff because people want to support the show.
0: Yeah, it's like it really is a family-operated show. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, Moses now is the top host, getting mm-hmm. offers to host other things. Hell yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've gotten some thanks from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, Josh Martin gets to open up for Joe Rogan now. Mm-hmm. Uh, what has been the best non-roast gig you've gotten from this show?
1: Like, Have you gotten spots? Yeah, I've gotten a lot of shows just based on the roast battle, and that's why now I feel like I'm... You know, I steady like steadily have one or two shows, sometimes three a week. Like this week I have five shows because uh just I've been reaching out to people and they know me. They know I'm like very like hard to be broken down, you know, right. in, in front of any audience. Like I'll survive any audience and I'll make them laugh no matter what, because you know, I, I come from roast battle. You know, those they're the those are the people who I feel like are some of the toughest comics out there. We, it, it tightens up your writing. It tightens up everything. It hasn't affected my stand-up at all. It's made me better. But the gigs that it's gotten me, let's see, the biggest one, because I've gone on the road because of it. As soon as I say, like, you know, roast Battle, like, I went, I did a, a string of shows in Dallas at some, like, hot spots. And they're like, oh, you do Roast Battle? Oh, yeah, yeah, you got to come do my show. Yeah, that's cool. Like, everybody knows. Every single like comedy community that's you know uh, that has Wi-Fi, I guess, uh, has seen Roast Battle. So they're like, oh, yeah, you're the guy from Roast Battle. Man, you got to come do my show. Uh, let's see the biggest one, though. So you're getting road work out of it. And- oh, I got a writing gig out of it. That's right. Most recently, I got to write for a a roast of in Seattle. Okay. So I got to write for this big roast and I submitted, I would say about 45 jokes and I got paid for it. So that's, I would consider that like based on like money alone. Yeah. That would probably be the biggest gig. And that was so much fun. And it was easy. It was easy. Like I just pulled up all their pictures on my screen and I have like, you know, a Google doc just right there. And I'm just like, Oh, da-da-da, da-da-da, and just like five, 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 right. five for each like other guests. And that that was that was such a cool gig because it's it was like one of the, the, the biggest radio shows there. Okay, cool, mm-hmm. cool. So I got that. And I would say that that's it. That's it so far. And I, I, I yeah, that's enough. Are you kidding me? Like just to get you know how hard it is to get on shows these days? It, like the market's so oversaturated, just to be on top of just to be on, on a flyer alone is like an accomplishment out here. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't think people uh Realize that the, the amount of uh,
0: spots that are available out here are pales in comparison to the amount of comics that are out here. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's probably uh, maybe, you know, just even at the comedy store, there's, mm-hmm. you know, I think uh, 15 spots a night in the original room. And mm-hmm. you're talking, there's probably a pool of two or 300 comics who are
1: deserving of those, uh, you know, 15 spots. Uh, oh yeah yeah if you're at the store you can like you know hit a rock and hit a funny person yeah i mm-hmm. mean it's it's you look at the the lineups every night it's like wow i mean yeah you, it's again the mecca you got like the killers the 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 tastemakers the like everybody has a special on that lineup for the most part except for me yeah you, it's on the way i mean sure. you know it's uh you, you
0: know i think i'm ready but uh it's in the mail well, I really want to do a special since I struggled for so long at you know mm-hmm. shitty rooms and open yeah. mics and, and you know late night spots. Yeah, and, uh, I want to do it almost in front of no people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like fun, your people, <laughs> I don't know
0: how you would go about setting it up because I would want it to be organic. Like mm-hmm. I would want it to literally be at two in the morning. At the comedy store, preferably Mm -hmm. in front of a burnt out audience that's just Mm -hmm. been there all night. And I just think people would watch that. I like like that, just to see uh, how raw it is. Yeah, and you'd get the essence of a, you know the struggles of a late-night comic and what he or she goes through. and Like so
1: something um, like Dave Attell-esque,
0: like yeah, what he and, does. but I mean, hopefully people would like the jokes and mm-hmm. recognize a funny joke, but, yeah. you know, uh, some of the funnest sets I've had at the comic store have been late night, mm-hmm. where it's just the crowd's gassed. You're, you know, you get up there and, you know, Yeah, you get to really see what makes people tick. Yeah, and, like, if you get laughs late night at the store, or anywhere, really. I mean, Mm -hmm. I know we've both done a lot of bar shows. Yep. You know, where you've got, you know, uh, 25 sports TVs on. Oh, God. You know, they turn off maybe half of them. (laughs) Right. So uh, if you can get laughs late night or at a bar gig, you're good.
1: Yeah, that's what the road is comprised mostly of, just, like, shitty bar gigs and, you know, when you get a club it's a treat yeah i mean that's uh the reason why i still do bad rooms it's just uh you got a man nobody's too big for any opportunity at all yeah i agree yeah you book me i'll show up oh yeah as long as it's not like you know out of the fucking way in the middle of nowhere and i can't afford to get out there i'm just like nah, i i that's too far I, i can't you got to pay me. I mean,
0: yeah, you know, now I think we're both at the point of, uh, okay, if you want me on your show, uh, you can give me a couple bucks, you know,
1: and not in a dicky way. But, yeah. You know, it's, like, it's just out of respect. Any good producer is going to try to take care of their comics, you know, at least at the very least a fucking soda.
0: Yeah. I mean, like a, f- g- a
1: fucking beer or whatever, you know, share, share, like share a, a meal or something with people like keep the juices going, man that's your job as a promoter and a producer treat the comics right
0: yeah I mean I don't know uh, what the Temecula roast wars is uh, I don't know what the payment structure is there if they give you gas do they give you like gas monitors? yeah
1: oh absolutely every show after the show we put out a tip bucket Oh, okay and the audience out there is just so generous they they, they everybody throws like a couple bucks in there and whoever drove gets the you know the the the, the, the big chunk. Do you guys typically all drive out together? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we carpool out there for the most part. We just hop. Like, I have a Prius, thank God. You know, I got it primarily for comedy and Ubering, of course. You know, those going And Yeah, oh, definitely. Cool. Yeah, anytime I need, like, it's good supplemental cash. Uh, so um, we'll just hop in my car and, we got, and just cruise on down there. We Try our best to carpool as long as it's not too packed because it is a fucking two-and-a-half-hour drive out there during rush hour.
0: Yeah, oh, that's – and what times the show start out there?
1: The uh, show starts at 8. We leave at 4.30. That's crazy. Yeah, man. it's brutal. We go through a couple podcasts. Uh, do you do a po- – oh, right. Do you uh, – maybe you guys should do one in the car. We thought about that. Frank Castillo was talking about that. He was like, we should do like a, a podcast called uh, – road to road to war or like the right something like that he he pitched a, a different name but it was cool I, I think it'd be a good idea it would definitely help the time go by oh absolutely yeah we'll listen to specials like uh, i have a little like air conditioner mount and uh frank has like a, a nice iphone 6 you know the plus the big one right so on the way there we were watching like dave Chappelle, like kill the messenger nice. uh, so yeah that made an hour pass by really quick a couple podcasts a couple jams We'll uh we'll just talk shop on our way down there uh talk about the good and the bad and then by the next thing we know we're in downtown temecula
0: now the battles don't officially count on your record right
1: absolutely not no it's a scrimmage so, oh that's great it's like preseason, you know i might have to look into that no dude go down there and i've i've battled a lot of people down there and i've lost a couple i've won a couple and I'm just glad that it doesn't affect my relationship. I mean my rankings at all. Yeah, no, I could be uh, down for practice battle. Uh just keep my chops. Yeah, I go down there and spank a couple kids real, around real quick. <laughs> and you get a spot too, right? Which yeah, is what yeah. I like. You get to perform, you do a set. Do you do that before your battle? Uh-huh. And it's a hot fucking audience. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Like I got my I got I finally got some good tape out of the years of doing it, I finally got a good tape down there. And just seven minutes of like you know everything was airtight, something in the air that night. Right, uh, it was great, like just a, a flawless in my eyes set, and I got it on tape. And it was thanks to that show, and that tape has led to like so many other bookings. Yeah, I mean that's mm-hmm. uh, you know you're a true grinder, man. Yeah, you got to man. There's there's no excuse not to work hard. You're in the best city for comedy. Why? Why slack off? Why let these opportunities pass you by? Because if you
0: do, well, someone else will grind ahead of you, and yeah, it's survival of the fittest, and absolutely, and yeah. that's the way it should be. Oh yeah, I mean the the mm-hmm. hard hardest workers should get the doesn't always happen, mm-hmm. uh, but, of course. You know, that's a uh, thing that sucks about comedy in some fashion is you know some of the hardest working people, uh, you know
1: get passed by at times mm-hmm. but uh you know you know that going in so oh yeah uh, you should expect it. expect to to win big and lose big yeah no just don't uh try not to worry about uh, other people you know just oh uh, uh, yeah lee, lee worry about yourself comedy is already hard enough as is and I don't mean to turn into like a Tony Robbins but it's but true like a, though yeah it's very true you know I think it helps
0: people uh here are some like you or me say mm-hmm. that, you know, it, it's,
1: it's comedy's a brutal business. And, and there's no substitute for hard work. You just got to kick ass, show up, be funny. Yeah. I mean,
0: uh, don't worry about, you know, what's going on before or after you go on,
1: just, mm-hmm. you know, you've got your time on stage, make the most of it. And, you uh, know, what's given me a lot of peace is that I just go by a mantra of clock in, be funny, clock out. Yeah, don't talk shit, you know, and just
0: don't be negative. And it's so exhausting. Yeah, I mean that's why I've had to cut a lot of people out of my life in, in Same the comedy here. world. You know, I just uh, and even a few uh, that are involved in roast battle. It's just like I can't deal with the, you know, your negative mojo. It's just
1: yeah, it's a lot. Like uh, I've had people hit me up so much for roast joke advice. And I'll be like, okay, I love the show. I love this. Let's do this. And I'll pitch jokes. I'll write like, you know, 10, 12 jokes for them. And then they'll not use any of them. And then, yeah, whatever. They they may have sucked, whatever. But then they'll come back again and hit me up for another 5, 10 roast jokes. Right. And then they won't use them. And then they'll fucking bomb with their jokes. Why would you do that? Why would you not go... And like, and use the advice you got from with just more experience. I'm not saying like me, like with more experience, but in any scenario, why wouldn't you use that help? Right, right. You know, if you have somebody that uh, just like has more experience, it's just like, you know, not taking advice from, you know, somebody who's won a Super Bowl or something.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, but it's, you know, I think the hard thing with roast battle is the jokes are so subjective, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, like, and, uh, my battle uh, with Sarah Tiana, mm-hmm. uh, I was very conscious of not doing age jokes mm-hmm. against her. Oh, because she's got that. She's got one loaded for it. Yeah, and and that, and she's she's not old, but you mm-hmm. know, I, I think in roast battle, you're uh, you have to exaggerate the other Absolutely. person's flaws. Oh, embellishment uh, all day. Yeah, I mean, you don't mean them necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's like, like we were talking about Pat Barker. To me, he's not fat, but mm-hmm. you know, if I ever battle him. I I would probably make a weight joke, even though I wouldn't mean it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I think you know, with Sarah, I was like, "Well, I know Sarah Silverman got really mad that one roast she was on where they hammered her with age jokes. So I'm not going to do that." And Mm I, uh, through my uh, writers, we Mm. uh, they had a few jokes they wanted to use. I had an abortion joke that I was so sold on that would Mm -hmm. kill uh, and I went against their advice and I did it and it didn't do bad, but mm-hmm. you know, it didn't kill. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. What <laughs> was the joke The Joke was, you know, I, you know, you want the first joke to be kind of a, you know, like a, what the fuck? Uh, mm-hmm. and so I think, uh, Sarah, I mean, she's so likable and, and pretty on stage and off stage. Uh, so it's like, I can't really attack her looks. Mm-hmm. Can't, can't do any age things Uh, she's obviously funny so i can't really attack her career that much Mm -hmm. Uh, so i'm like you know sarah's gonna be a great mom i mean look at her and one day her parents her kids are gonna look up at her and go mommy how come we don't exist (laughs) and i I still love the joke yeah uh you know i i'm not sure why it didn't uh you know this got like a you know, probably a seven on a scale of 10 laugh. Okay. Uh, and the two, uh, you know, Mead and Doug were like, yeah, it's not strong enough. I'm like, it is, trust me. Mm-hmm.
1: So it's it's it's, uh, it's hard when, you know, you're... I think it's better that you went with your gut because you, at the end of the day, you have to live with the results. And if you know what you did wrong, whether good or bad, then you can you can live with that and get better from there. Yeah, I mean, it's... uh... I know, like, I've had a couple battles where I've taken too many opinions. Well, there's only maybe, like, two. There's two battles that I took too many opinions on and it affected my results in a negative way because we know our styles, we know our jokes, we know our delivery. Like, we have our, you know, our taste of that room, our particular taste and how we're going to deliver that. But, yeah, like, that's cool. You, you, You stuck with it. And hey, you had a, a great show. That's all that matters.
0: I mean, I took a shot, and yeah, uh, but there was a, there was a joke against Jimmy Carr uh, mm-hmm. that I thought would win me the battle. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what I, was the joke again? Um, the joke was, um, uh, and I know why it didn't work because, it, and Jimmy Carr is awesome. You mm-hmm. won't find a nicer oh. dude. Uh, oh, I imagine it's a complete opposite of his. Yeah, it's a shtick. Like, yeah, it's it's like my wrestling character. He's like the most unbelievably nice guy on earth. Uh, Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I knew he would have uh, jokes about my family, so I had a joke. Uh, He has a restraining order against his dad. Mm -hmm. And uh, the joke was... uh, Now, I didn't tell the audience. Here's where the mistake was. I did not set up the joke by telling the audience that. Mm -hmm. And I just looked at him and said... Jimmy, uh, you look in fantastic shape. So I guess all those years of running from your dad really's paid off, and mm-hmm. got nothing. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, you saw the roast battle. Mm-hmm, I did. I mean, a hot TV audience. Yeah. Literally, you didn't hear a sound. And oh man. I was like, I but I, I don't know about you, but I hate it when people say, "Would you tell that joke, knowing now, knowing." Now, would you or what, what's the saying? Uh, knowing then what you know now, yeah. Uh, and I would because I just think that's a great joke.
1: And yeah, again, going with your gut.
0: But you know, it's, it's sometimes your gut does. I mean, have you ever told a joke? And that, once again, I don't want to steal the verbal violence dot uh, TV uh, roast battle spotlight. I'm not trying to steal their questions, but uh, have you ever told a joke that you were so sure was going to get a huge laugh? and got, didn't get the reaction you wanted?
1: See, the one that really stands out, because at the end of the day, I know it's still a good joke, but uh, it's against Dan Nolan, and he's changed his strategy in the midst of us, like like a week out. Like, you know, he dropped everything that he had. Like, he got rid of his glasses, got rid of his torn up pants, got rid of a lot of things. And I was like, no, no, no. Me being stubborn, me being like, you know, Headstrong. I was like, no, it's still gonna work. And uh, I believe it was the third round. I said he looked like a used banjo salesman, which I think is so funny. And he looks like he sells used banjos, guys. (laughs) I still, I think, I still think it's a hilarious joke, and I will tell it again Uh, with the right person with the right aim. uh, I will deliver that joke. I would. I mean, I will. I would deliver it again. Right. Uh, And the audience. Did something very interesting. They were like, "Huh?" They they were staring at him, and then their imaginations all just kicked in because sometimes that audience needs to be needs to have their hands held a little bit on the jokes. But they were like, "Ha ha ha!" And then, like, as Dan was trying to uh, launch his next joke. Everybody just started laughing at the banjo joke. And I'm like, fucking seriously? Now I I had a fucking timer on that joke. All right. Oh, you know what? I'd rather at least they laughed or whatever. I got some kind of reaction. And then later on, like uh, Tony Hinchcliffe, big bad Tony Hinchcliffe uh, mentioned it. He was like, you know what? I bought a used banjo earlier this week and a matter of fact he did look a lot like dan nolan <laughs> so i was like i'm onto something good if a judge is willing to talk about it or discuss a joke that's you know a, a good little like thumbs up if you will yeah
0: yeah no especially from mm. tony who's a very uh harsh judge oh uh, yeah absolutely you know and uh yeah i mean that's the great thing about this show is that uh you know jokes that you think are killers just mm-hmm. you know don't uh you know for whatever reason don't work and it's so arbitrary mm-hmm. there might be good jokes yeah but uh the crowd just doesn't uh you know it's so many moving parts in that room mm-hmm. Uh you know the crowd the mm-hmm. judges the wave when they come in or the, you know the hater the,
1: you know you really have to be on your ball on yeah, the balls you... of your feet absolutely and on your ball yeah, it's, you just sit on your balls and write. That's that's where the magic comes from. Yeah, you have you can't freestyle up there. And not many no. people do it anymore. I mean, no, you must must write. It's not an improv showcase.
0: I mean, really George Perez was the only successful yeah. uh
1: like almost but even he now prepares. Yeah, he me and him had a conversation a couple months back about that about his battle for Tiana uh he was like yeah no i'm i'm writing my ass off for this one and i was like oh you're not gonna just go off the dome he's like nope well she's uh, too good to do that with. Him. yeah because uh, you know you the show has created like super roasters you know yeah I mean? I mean there's uh I, I mean there's an elite group of
0: uh I, I mean really any i think anyone in the top 30 can beat anyone like on a given uh you know, battle, you just, you know, you know, have one joke, especially mm-hmm. in an undercard specifically, mm-hmm. you know, you have one bad joke. It's it's tough to recover. Oh, yeah. You know, main event you can, you know, possibly recover if it mm-hmm. happens in the first round. Uh, you know, I know uh, back in the early days, Jesus Trejo and Tony Hinchcliffe had a great battle. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jesus, who's probably the unofficial champ. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's only 3-0, and but... Uh, I'm telling you, he is... He's quick. He's frightening. Yeah. Uh, And uh, he stumbled on his first joke. Tony Mm -hmm. got him really good with a rebuttal. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, but Jesus ended up winning because he had, you know, two rounds to recover. Mm -hmm. But, uh, which is what made Montreal so uh, nerve-wracking.
1: Yeah, you only get one shot.
0: Jesus. You know, Steve it's easy. uh, Oh, God. Legendary... uh, comic from the store and the oh league yeah the and, league uh, i'm a big fan of that show yeah i mean he's awesome but you know his first joke he flubbed and it was tough out the gate man i mean it, well i don't blame him i mean listen it yeah. was it, it was well he doesn't very, roast so he, he doesn't he just wasn't prepared for it yeah and he had fantastic writers uh i won't say who they are But, uh, that's
1: crazy. I don't get why he wouldn't do like a couple of scrimmage battles, like get him up at the Rose battle to prepare him for that. Ask Moses. I'm sure Moses would, you know, oblige to that just to get him, you know, in the ring and in fighting shape.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's not definitely, you got to give him this. He had balls to, for your first battle ever, Mm -hmm. ever to to be in Montreal. Uh, you know, I think that was a mistake. I mean, uh, you know, it, it's, it's not, uh, you know the path i would have chosen for redemption you know he mm-hmm. had that 911 situation yeah. uh, uh and i think someone uh told him hey you know it's a fun show you know mm-hmm. you do it doesn't matter how good or bad you do you and i think he got out of it what he wanted i think he came off more mm-hmm. likable
1: uh yeah know. i guess that's his approach maybe you know that's a a pr strategy to bomb in front of like the, uh, a world stage and just to be like, oh, okay, we, 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 he's look at him. Come on, he's licking his wounds now. Yeah. Just let him, let him be. So uh, I hope it, you know, because Steve's like, I've known him from day one. He's he's been awesome. Sounds like comic, good guy. He's, he's he's always nice. He says hi to me every time. Yeah, he, it's a great. And you know, I'm comic. like, oh my gosh, like he doesn't even like know. Like I don't. Even, that's a, this is great. I, I look up to him. I've, yeah. I, I own his comedy album. Like, come on, like there's it's just it's really nice you know like he's a, he has a good heart yeah oh my god he's
0: he's always been nice with the advice in the comedy world and mm-hmm. whatnot and uh but that goes back to what we were saying is you know he's a top top comic yeah and, and you know it, it, you know roasting is uh it's a different animal yeah his roast battle roasting mm-hmm. is you know it's different you know and mm-hmm. like you you look at the Rob Lowe roast mm-hmm. you know that was a tribute to Rob Lowe. Yeah, uh, you know every comic and even the non-comics, Ann Coulter, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know Pete Davidson, mm-hmm. uh, you know they love Rob Lowe. Yeah, but roast is a little different. Like it's, although you certainly, you know, in most cases, like the person you're roasting,
1: uh, it's more of a competitive. I'm gonna fuck with your brain. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to rock your soul at its core and I'm going to address everything that's fucking wrong with you under a microscope.
0: Yeah. Like I love you, man. You're yeah. a great dude. Great comic, great battler. <laughs> if we were, ever were to battle, I would rack my brain going, what joke could I say that would get under his skin? Or not, not in like a mean way, but like what mm-hmm. would we'll, we'll throw him
1: off. I'm sure you'd be the same yeah. with me. Oh, absolutely. Um, because uh, our antennas go up. Our yeah, antennas I mean, go up, know. and after you roast for a while, you catch everything. It's like a, I guess you can call it like a roast net that you throw out there. That's always open. Like all of us have files on each other, of course, and we're like, for me, I know I do. I'll hear things about people, or we'll just be in the middle of a conversation. And my roast mind is always going because just been doing it so much that I catch all these little things. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, I got to write this joke. Or, yeah. or I'll be driving uh, around a uh, passenger or something and they'll say something funny to me or something mean. And they'll sometimes kind of look like somebody in comedy that I know. And I'm like, oh, and I'm thinking, oh, OK, there's a, there's a joke right there. And then I'll just put it in my files. Everything goes in my file. And then I'll go through like that's part of my process is that uh, I have all these jokes and then I have all the jokes that made the final cut that didn't. And then the ones that didn't make the final cut, those that barely could have like my a minus material, I'll compare all those jokes together depending on the opponent, depending on the time of season. Like i I've, I've even got seasonal jokes, you know, Right. <laughs> where I'm like, I, I did a Christmas joke against uh, Brendan Cooney. Shout out to Brendan Cooney. He's great. Yeah. Solid writer, man. Such a good writer. And I had that Christmas joke against him or I just and he's like a super pale guy, uh, kind of like, you know, schlubby sh- a little bit. He knows this. right? And on the end of my second round, I believe, yes, I looked at him and I and it was like December 21st. I said, Merry Christmas, asshole. You look like an unbaked gingerbread man. <laughs> And the room just ate it up, no pun intended. And he does. Yeah, he does. I was just I looked at him, I was like, Oh, you look like a fucking gingerbread man. This is great. And this is because earlier that week I went to some like Christmas party and I saw them baking like gingerbread men. And then I saw them go in the oven and I looked at it and I was like, Oh, that looks like Brendan cooney <laughs> got a gingerbread joke gingerbread man joke and it was delicious. No pun intended. <laughs> right we leave no pun
0: unturned <laughs> here now where can uh, people find you online twitter instagram mm-hmm. is it, where where can people find you uh,
1: across all social media platforms it's dapper duong d a p p e r d u o n g and on I have a website because I'm a professional it's uh, official alexduong.com and your show dates and... Uh... All on my Instagram, all on social media. I'm constantly posting. But uh, just uh, it's, it's exhausting to update all your schedule on a website and then on your Instagram. I'm like, just if you actually care, if you're actually going to come out, just check out the Instagram. And it's worked before. I have my little Facebook page too, whatever, that I post stuff on because I don't want to inundate my timeline with all what? my friends on it, with all my flyers, because most of them are comics and they have their own shows to worry about. Yeah, they're not, uh, you know, I've got like 5,000 friends on
0: Facebook. I I can't get two to come to a show. Fucking Uh, networkers. Oh, they're all palmers. uh, (laughs) You know, know, I I know them all. You can't fool me. Yeah. But uh, Alex Duong's a good dude. Uh, Do you have any hot shows coming up you want people to? uh... Uh, Let's see. No pressure. You got Mm Roast Wars
1: this Thursday. Yeah, Roast Wars. Are you battling or? Uh, I think i may be judging.
0: So they do have, because I've heard they, uh, the audience judges, but they have like one or two, like
1: maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's usually myself and Paulo Gata, who lives in Temecula, the great Paulo Gata. Oh, man, I haven't seen him in a dog's age. Oh, dude, he is, he's, a, he's out there, man, doing international shows. And then he'll come there and we'll sit. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I'm like, this is, this is one, also one of the biggest things that's come out of me roasting is that I get to hang out with Paulo Gata. Well, oh, if that finance. doesn't get yeah. you to Temecula, I don't know what would. Hey, <laughs> Yeah. And uh, another show coming up this Sunday at uh, Westside Comedy Theater. Which the, is a great show. I just did oh, yeah. it uh, yeah. uh, two weeks ago. And it was, I don't know where these people
0: came from. It's packed. Yeah. It's a um, great club. Man. That's a great, uh, uh, I, guess it, I, I guess they do improv there as well. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I could see that. Uh, functioning as a full-time comedy club
1: oh absolutely um, it's got a great layout it's very friendly they they just got like all this new equipment in there yeah to, I mean, given to them by gosh i'm blanking on them i'm name. probably
0: guessing neil brennan
1: uh not neil brennan um uh, the guy who just directed comedy loves misery that um, i don't know i'm out of the loop on stuff like that that's a documentary, but uh, geez, I can't believe I'm blanking on his name or that. But yeah, he donated like a lot of money just to you know give the West Side a really like good place to go to. So I have that show on Sunday at 7 o'clock. Check out my Instagram for the Hot Flyer. And um, I'll be hosting Comedy Juice on September 14th uh, at the Hollywood well, Improv. So check that out.
0: Uh, and we'll uh, maybe have Alex come back. Uh, sooner than later to do a recap of his battle with the lovely and talented Anna Valenzuela. Shout out to Anna. Uh, Anna's the best. And, uh, that's going to be an all timer tonight at the comedy store, uh, Tuesday nights, comedy store, belly room, about, uh, about 11 o'clock. The bat undercard start 10 Mm -hmm. o'clock. The stand up starts. So it's a full night of comedy and it, it sells out. So get there early and then, uh, follow roast battle, uh, I mean, Roast Battle is such a big show. You need, like, multiple podcasts to devote it to. Oh, yeah. to vote. very it, it, intricate. This is, like, a unofficial, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. podcast to the verbal violence. Coach T's, uh, you know, Roast Battle podcast. And uh, Coach T, shout out to Coach T for being... yeah. Quickest hands in the business. He really is. I mean, God I... God damn, I, that dude. <laughs> every, like, tonight, I don't know if you have any uh, jokes related to, you know, music... Uh, in regards to Anna, but if you do, uh, if you say you had a La Bamba joke, uh-huh. he will have La Bamba playing two seconds after it comes out of your mouth. Literally,
1: like, the, like, I, I don't understand it. It's like, and he has a
0: catalog of, like, literally uh, 88,000 songs. <sighs> so he has to be listening to you, mm-hmm. La Bamba, and I don't know how he pulls it up so fast.
1: Just quick as hands in the business, man. I did the magician.
0: yeah, magician. He had, yeah, he had a kiss song. It was yeah. unbelievable. And he's a, uh, well, I don't think he's a hidden gem. I think we all know about him. Mm-hmm. But he is like the hidden star, for lack of a better word, of that mm-hmm. show. Because uh, he gets the atmosphere going. the joke bombs. He's got the... Mm-hmm. Ee- Oh, yeah, or the uh, wah, wah, wah. that's the worst sound <laughs> this, like, that is so soul crushing when you tell a joke, it eats it one, the crowd's silent, so that sucks, and then you are <laughs> it's just it's so like and you can't like you
1: can't do anything about it, you just gotta take it like you have man. to acknowledge <laughs> it, you're like,
0: yeah, I did, yeah the <laughs> uh, next joke so right. uh but follow 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 alex because he's really a good dude great comic and an amazing roaster Appreciate and that. uh you know i'm sure whatever happens with roast battle next year which is scary that i think it's going to be even bigger next year whatever oh, they yeah. do with it uh awesome. i think they'll be double the size of the field mm-hmm. and who knows where it's going to be at uh but uh keep a lookout for alex because he'll be participating for sure and uh you know oh, where I'm at. Streets, yeah, out on the streets. That's where we meet. <laughs> like Axel said, and welcome to the jungle. Uh, if you got the money, honey, we got your disease. <laughs> yeah. I can't think of a better lyric to describe LA comedy. Uh, so thank you, William Bailey, Axel Rose, real name, uh, mm-hmm. for writing that doozy. Inappropriate Earl, SoundCloud and iTunes at Earl Skakel on Twitter and Instagram. Leave a review on iTunes, man. I'm just trying to make it. So uh good luck show some Alice. love for once. It's not all about you, you Palmers. Oh it's yeah, I community. know all these fake people. Hey, you're all great set. Uh I haven't even gone up yet. You know, you know. And you know, listen, all you comics out there who talk shit about me, I always hear about it. So it's not it's not very wise. I'm Have some I'm, fucking respect. I'm like the drudge report of LA comedy. I hear it all. So you think you're fooling me? Don't think all you people, when I was dating Olivia, saying, how Olivia, I was a grandpa dick. Don't think (laughs) I didn't hear about it. And you will be addressed sooner than later. And you'll be left in the flames. Yeah, sorry, man. It's, It's all good to finish second to me, not just in Roast Battle, but in life. Yeah. Suck on that, you haters. Where were you in Montreal. Didn't see your name in the brackets.